Hello, and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15. I'm Steve Horan, Head of Professional Education Content. And I'm joined here today in Boston at our 2010 annual conference by Laird Pendleton. Laird is a co-founder of CCC Alliance. It's a consortium of family offices. He has 30 years experience in the family office network. And thank you for joining us, Laird. Good to be here. Uh, you also serve as chair of the advisory board for the Wharton Global Family Alliance. Yes. Uh, and just recently completed a survey of uh, family offices around the world. And uh, one of the things you looked at was what the determinants were, what the prime drivers were of investment performance among those offices. What the, did you come up with? Uh, well, the most surprising thing, and this survey was done, was 167 single-family offices. 40% uh, of them were a billion or more in investable assets, so significant families. And the most surprising uh, outcome of the survey was that uh, in the recent economic crisis, and the survey was conducted between July of 2000, of December of 2008 uh, to July of 2009, so right in the teeth of the crisis, that the, the soft issues are what mattered most in terms of investment performance. And by soft issues, I mean uh, education, family governance, documentation, and succession planning were m more significant determinants of a family office's investment performance during the crisis and over longer periods, five and ten year periods of time, uh, than um, investment processes which finished below all of those. That, that really is surprising. I don't know if your study got into it or if you have a particular view, but why do you think that link exists? Well, if, if you think about it, I, I believe the uh, when a, a family is in, is in crisis or the, when, when the financial markets are in crisis, you need to make decisions. And if you don't have uh, an, a family that is educated, that has uh, uh, those... Uh, processes in place to make decisions in form of who makes the decision, how's the decision made, you end up not making a decision or making a poor, poor decision. And uh, I, I have to believe that that, that is the, the basic reason for the uh, superior performance um, of those uh, families that have those characteristics. So you've done other studies prior to this and have had a chance to maybe see how the family office model has evolved over time. Uh, what have you come up with there? Well, in, in terms of uh, studies and, and experience in the, in the multifamily office area, one of the major trends is since uh, 2001, there have been uh, uh, what I would call non-conflicted multifamily offices where they don't have any in-house product they have, uh, they're really truly aligned with their uh, clients, and so they're fee-based only. So they have, um, uh, uh, because the uh, temptation is to always go into the uh, uh, product area because it's higher margin. And so these new firms um, are really have changed the landscape, and the recent uh, economic crisis, I think, has only accelerated that. Uh, that trend of these kinds of firms. 
that's that's really good to hear. Um, would you say that uh, MFOs in the U.S. perhaps have been leading that effort? And there's sort of a perception that U.S.-based multifamily offices kind of lead the world. Well, I I think in in the MFO space, uh, the um, the U.S. is leading. Interestingly enough, in the single-family office space, uh, there has always been the conventional wisdom has been the U.S. market is the, is the leaders, and our research has shown actually that Europe, um, in the area of single-family offices, are um, have more sophisticated committee structures. They have better documentation. They have uh, a focus on governance as a single-family office. And they are, uh, and they communicate more frequently with their clients, and and this is reflected in their performance, um, uh, according to our studies. Oh well, that's um, that that's fascinating. Are, are there any other regional trends that you can pick up across either MFOs or SFOs? Well, in in Asia, um, traditionally the family office is marbled into the operating company. And, and that happens globally, and, and over time, families evolve. Uh, they separate out the family office from the operating company. But in Asia, it's still um, heavily tied to the family office. But what's happening is um, you're starting to see those younger next generations coming back from MBA, MBA programs and outside experience, and they're coming back. And you're starting to see what I think is going to be a major trend in Asia of those family offices spinning out of that uh, operating company, which is, which is a, a good thing. So has the financial crisis accelerated that trend or made any other sort of fundamental changes to the business model of wealth management in general? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, as I said, it's accelerated um, trends that were in place. But uh, I think the, the Wall Street model of managing private wealth is dying a fairly rapid death. As, as Buffett says, you know, as the tide goes out, you know who's swimming naked. But in the private wealth area, you can now, not only are private clients naked, but they're big sharks in pinstripe suits flapping around on the bottom of the ocean. And so there's, um, in terms of the layering of fees, uh, you know, the, the opaqueness of fees um, is uh, is being questioned the um, the multiplicity of uh, uh, their uh, people who say uh, in, in the industry that they're uh, open architecture but they but they really aren't and you're seeing all of those conflicts um, being challenged and questioned and I would say too families uh, for a very good reason now are truly focused on what they actually own, because so much of ownership uh, is derivative and um, are your stocks being let out? Are they being held in street name? Uh, when you own a hedge fund, what do you actually own? All those questions now have really come to a head and it's playing out before our eyes uh, every day. Larry, thanks for joining us and uh, sharing the uh, takeaways from your study. That sounds great. Thank you. And thank you, our viewer, for joining us. To browse our library of other webcasts, join us at cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered.
It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.